0: People who need people.
1: Oh, I love that. You're going to start with little Barbara Streisand.
0: They're the luckiest people. Not bad because I was nauseous just five minutes ago. Thank you, Zofran. That's a drug, an anti-nausea drug. Oh. I thought I was going to puke. Oh, no. Right before the podcast. But now I'm on my way to the gastroenterologist. And they say, well, we can see you in late September. It's like I'm puking now it's july i don't want to puke till september hold it well can you drive 50 to 100 miles we can get you right in i gotta puke
1: what's the name of the drug again so we can um get them as endorsement
0: zofran zofran yep they're tiny little tablets you're supposed to put them under your tongue uh i snort mine
1: you do not i
0: snort zofran
1: no you don't
0: yep well, I can
1: see you're smiling. You're, you're There's a wink <laughs> in your eye.
0: Uh, this would be episode 63 of Moon, P. Jug, and Hobbs. We were supposed to start way earlier with a guest, but the guy that starts the podcast by sending a link and then hitting record was busy. He has a real job. Yeah. Hobbs and I just sit on our ass and, well, you have a real job. Yeah, I have a real job. I am the only one that has no real job. But we got lots to talk about today, and I want to bring this up right away in the beginning of the podcast. Last week, we didn't do something which could have ruined the entire podcast. We forgot two questions with Putin. We did. So we could either do four questions with Putin today, Mm -hmm. two to make up for last week, and then uh, two more for this week, or we could just do two now.
1: Let's just do two
0: now. Okay, I would like to ask this question of Mr. Putin: What percentage do you tip servers? Yeah, because for me it's twenty percent, unless it's just awful, and then it's zero percent. We have gone higher than twenty for somebody that's exceptional, but we do that with everybody. I mean, if it's a ten-dollar burger. Right. And they're not going to get much of a tip. Then we try to kick it up a little bit. But yeah, I think servers need, you know, to make a living as well.
1: You don't just grade them down. You go from 20% to zero. There's no 10%. Nope.
0: Nope. I always give them at least 20. And if it's awful, zero. And I think those people that get zero probably think, well, what an (laughs) ass. And I'm thinking it was awful. It was just awful. As soon as I left your restaurant, I had to take Zolfran. Good, good callback. Yep. Me and my Zolfran.
1: I usually do the 10%. I like to send my message, but not in an overly harsh way. Mostly because I don't want to get shamed on social media when people post the receipts. Like, this person gave me zero. I don't want to be that guy. Uh,
0: Second question for Putin. Are any of your Match.com dates still alive?
1: Oh, Like, like he murdered them?
0: Well, why wouldn't he?
1: I guess what's holding him back. I, I think they've got rules against that, though.
0: Maybe. You ever been on Match?
1: Oh, for a half a second. I got the emails for a little while, and that was it.
0: Well, I know this that I had never been on Match. Uh, I got a divorce. I was living alone. I was the happiest I've ever been. <laughs> I went and bought a motorcycle. Immediately, I had to make a lot of changes in my house in my life because I didn't have a house. I, my car was falling apart. This buddy that we were supposed to have on the podcast today, Mark or Dave Otto. He's a radio guy that uses multiple names. He's like, Well, how long has it been seen Spin on a date? And I said, Forever. He goes, Why? And I go, Because I'm happy. I thought I can eat what I want when I want. I can buy motorcycles. I can smoke cigars in my house if I want. I mean, what what is it? I mean, I could do whatever. I make all the rules. It's like I am the grand poobah. And uh, he's like, Oh, no, you got to go on match. He goes, It's like shopping at the (laughs) store.
1: That's funny. (laughs) He really said that. I mean, I suppose I've said a lot worse than that. That's not even that bad. Go ahead, Dave.
0: And he goes, Here, just log on, use my username and password just to see Mm -hmm. what it's like. Mm -hmm. I go, Fine. And so we get online and we start looking. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. This is kind of fun because you look at others and then you judge them without knowing them. And you try to look at their profile information to figure out if they're going to kill you when they meet you. You have no idea what you're getting yourself into. And so I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. I don't have to meet anybody. I can just kind of, it's almost like that window peeker story I told you about.
1: Yeah, right? don't, let's not do that one again.
0: <laughs> it's almost like you're, you're, you're window peeking into somebody's world. Fast forward maybe a month or two. I meet my wife, P. Jug, on Match. Very nice. Yep. My profile picture was me in a Darth Vader uh, costume.
1: And she still went out with you. <laughs> you got to love yep. that.
0: And in my profile, when I describe myself, I said, if you're looking for an average, normal, boring relationship, I'm not the guy.
1: No, you're not.
0: Yep. Mine is hang on for dear life and grab the (laughs) Zolfran.
1: Hold on to your, yeah, get your, renew your perception of Zolfran before you go on this date.
0: And and then eventually, uh, then we, uh, you know, we went out and I didn't tell her I had MS on date number one.
1: Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah, you don't know if you like them. You don't have to tell everybody everything the first date. and In fact, that's a little weird.
0: Well, and we were in uh, Lakeville at a coffee shop. The next time we meet for coffee again, I tell her about MS. Mm -hmm. And I said, it's a wicked disease. And you should probably keep that in mind if you're having any thoughts of long-term relationships with me. Because it's going to get worse. Sure. And she's like, okay. And she went home and bought a book about MS and she read it. And then she came back and she said, I'm not afraid.
1: Oh, I love that.
0: Uh, that really told me a lot about this woman. Oh, yeah. She's... She can
1: read, first of all. That's different for you. Yep.
0: She can read. So you have two questions for Putin?
1: Well, one of them was inspired by your story there. What does, if he's on match.com or any kind of dating site, what age range is he looking for? Is he going younger or is he going older? I feel like he might be a guy who goes for women a little older. Maybe there's a little mom thing there. <laughs> I will um, never divulge my mother's age, uh, but she is definitely, she is in her 70s. Let's put it that way. That's all okay. I'll say, but she looks great. She works out three times a week. She's a size four. She's got long blonde hair, like super fit. I don't know what happened to me. I'm not sure. She's disappointed, I'm disappointed. So I want to know his age range and um what else do I want to know? What instrument did he play in band?
0: I played drums.
1: You played drums. I played the the sexiest of all wind instruments. I played the baritone.
0: Oh my.
1: Oh yeah. I'll tell you what. It was a real it was a real boy magnet.
0: I'll bet it was.
1: Yep. I would meet all the kids smacking them in the head with my big case, trying to get on the bus.
0: (laughs) I have a friend that is a very accomplished French horn player. Oh, lives in Las Vegas and plays for all the shows. Like, you know, a lot of the shows have background bands Mm -hmm. and yeah, she plays at casinos all the time, makes good money.
1: Oh yeah. French horn.
0: Who'd have thunk it.
1: I wanted to be in the French horn section. Those guys seemed cool.
0: What chair were you?
1: think there was only one chair for baritone. They're like, maybe there was two. I don't even remember.
0: I was terrible on the uh, drum kit, you know, like what drummers would play in a rock band. But I was a beast on bass drum. You have two mallets and you have one big drum and you just beat on it. (laughs) And that's all you do. I would walk in these marching formations and sometimes even as uh, a junior or senior in high school, I'd have a half a pint of schnapps before we went out on the halftime show and I'd be spinning around. And the next thing, you know, I'd knock a clarinet down somebody's throat. And that have was you ever
1: been ejected from the marching band for being <laughs> intoxicated.
0: Uh, no, but I did get pulled out of the marching band for uh, getting in a fight at school. There was this kid I didn't like in my uh, high school. And I really wanted to beat him up. Denny Ross. That was his name. Denny Ross. He was near the top of the stairs and I punched him and he fell and rolled down the stairs and received some injuries. Uh, What I did was I went down the hall, the other direction, went to band class Uh, while they were taking him to the hospital. They came looking for me and I'm thinking I'm escaping in a marching band. Right And I'm pounding it's almost
1: my dream like uh, what like a Jerry <laughs> Lewis movie now. all of a sudden you're just blending in in the band.
0: yeah, it was kind of like the OJ slow speed chase, <laughs> right? So they're chasing me down the street and they pull me out of band. They're like, okay, you need to come back with us to the office. Did you hit denny Ross in the face? I'm like, oh, yeah, well, he rolled down. Now he's got a broken bone. we got trouble. So there you go.
1: You know what? Uh, I don't like what's happened to our country. I mean, Moon, I can't believe you were punished for sucker punching a kid that you didn't like that <laughs> fell down flights of stairs. That's yeah. ridiculous. You were just expressing your First Amendment right.
0: Let's talk about uh, expressing your feelings on social media for a minute. Okay. I saw a story today where a guy wanted to buy some beehives, mm. Right. So he wanted to become a beekeeper. So he went to this, you know, person that had a ton of beehives, and he bought seventy-five hives to take home so he could become, you know, a beekeeper and start a honey business or whatever. Well, what happened was he got home and all the bees were dead. Oh no! He called the people and they and he says, "I want a refund. You sold me dead bees. Those bees were in good shape when we sold them to you." We don't know what happened. And he's like, I want my money back. And they got into a shouting match. So the guy says, okay, I'm going to social media. And he goes on Facebook and he starts saying how these people had completely ripped him off. Don't buy things from them or whatever. Well, they've sued now for loss of reputation, uh, business losses, punitive damages, and over a bunch of dead bees, this guy now owes the people he bought the bees from $370,000.
1: He lost the lawsuit. Like he owes it to them now.
0: If you're going to complain on something, do it on Yelp.
1: Sure. Well, they can find you. Yeah. Just be anonymous. There you go.
0: And then I wanted to talk about this too, because you know, we had the, uh, the big ruling on the Roe v. Wade thing.
1: Don't get me started.
0: Oh yeah. A lot of people have been talking about that, but I know they're not talking about this. After the Roe v. Wade ruling Abortion advocates are starting to use tattoos to protest. So if you see someone with, with a tattoo of a vagina, a uterus, or a coat hanger, that's what that is.
1: You're gonna get one of those, a coat hanger.
0: That's kind of graphic, isn't it?
1: I mean, is it graphic? That's what women go through end up doing. Yeah, they're determined enough. Or they're not mentally stable enough to raise a kid or financially stable enough to raise a kid and they're desperate.
0: Well, and now Google has noticed a spike in searches for DIY abortions. Mm -hmm. And there are different herbs called pennyroyal and mugwort that actually have caused miscarriages. You know, the video on that has more than a quarter of a million views.
1: Well, you know, it's interesting because ever since this came up, and of course it's been just kind of taken for granted my entire life because it passed when I was a baby. Um, But abortion actually wasn't illegal in the United States until the mid-1800s. Before that, it was perfectly normal and women went to midwives. So to your point with the herbs and that, they've been doing that for quite a while. And it wasn't until Men kind of entered medicine and not they were always in medicine, but when they entered into the studies of gynecology and stuff like that, where they kind of took more of a stance on abortion as if the child was a fully formed, developed fetus. So that's when we got the the change. So but it, it was legal. It was legal. The only time you ever got prosecuted for performing abortions back then was if someone died.
0: Wow. You know, somebody who is pro-child, and I didn't know this, Elon Musk, you know, he has nine kids.
1: He can afford to.
0: I guess he can.
1: Yeah. See, that's the thing. People think it's not an economic choice. It absolutely is. Elon Musk, of course he's got nine. He's trying to probably spread his seed all over the (laughs) universe, for God's sake. He's probably jerking off in space, trying to get space children.
0: He did just have twins with one of his employees. Uh, I guess, but they've been in a relationship for a while and he said he is very, uh, he doesn't want birth rates to go down and he's trying to do his part. Nine kids. Can you imagine what dinner time would be like?
1: I had a good girlfriend who was one of 16 and she was like number nine or something like that. And they lived on a farm. It was really interesting. Shout out Jeanette. If she's listening at all, Shout
0: out Jeanette, what up,
1: what up? But yeah, she could fix, she could fix trucks and cars and fix anything. She was really cool.
0: Speaking of cars, if you have one for sale, mm-hmm. uh, my daughter's car just broke down. Oh no. And it uh, might have a blown engine. And guess what? That's ugly. She wasn't driving it when it happened.
1: Who was driving it?
0: Her boyfriend's mom. And uh, she ended up breaking down, having to get an Uber. So what a mess we're going through on that deal. It's a 93 Lexus.
1: Oh, it's a 93. Oh God. Well, you should have bought that extra, that extra warranty, dude. (laughs) (laughs) That's
0: right. As a matter of fact, if you want to buy two really good sure podcast mics that have really only been used like once, I'm giving a hell of a deal on those. Uh, If you want to buy just the metal, the catalytic converter, the tires, and the battery from a 93 Lexus uh i'll tell you parts of that
1: what about the hood ornament i'm gonna put it on a chain
0: i got my google timeline today and it tells you how far you drive per month mm-hmm. and it tells you what cities you go to or whatever this month 111 miles
1: Ooh, look at you just out and about
0: that's right and that was going to go into a wedding and a bunch of doctors visits
1: I'm proud of you. That's a lot. Since the pandemic, you haven't been going out hardly at all.
0: Uh -uh. Now, how many miles do you drive? Since you're working at home now, you don't have to commute. It probably saves you gas.
1: It does. It does. And I've got just a Honda, so it's really cheap on gas mileage. But still, I can't believe how much that it's my little Honda. It takes like 40 or 50 bucks to fill it. I'm like, dang. Yeah. And I bought it with almost no miles on it. So now it's got like just under 90,000. And I've had it for seven or eight years. I love that thing. I'm going to drive that one into the ground, but yeah, I don't, I don't drive that much mileage wise either.
0: I used to drive 26 miles a day to work like build a St. Paul and 52 mile commute right now, as little as I drive, I'm thinking on one oil change, I'll be able to go eight years. <laughs> probably
1: you should lease next time when you get oh you have to have your vehicle adapted i was gonna say if you're driving that little then it makes sense for you to lease a car because you won't go over on the mile oh, yeah
0: i could get a five thousand mile lease and stay way under way under yeah. <laughs> Ooh. I mean,
1: that guy doesn't leave
0: here here's something that would keep me at the house uh if you're an amazon prime subscriber which you probably are uh maybe maybe not Uh, You get a year's worth of free Grubhub now. So you get unlimited uh, free delivery on food orders above 12 bucks. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's very cool. You know, and I'll tell you what, Amazon is my buddy. I'm on Amazon all the time. I can't tell you how many orders I do in a year, but every once in a while I'll click on it and I'll say, God, did I really buy that? Probably one of my most fun purchases was about a half a pallet of biscotti.
1: I think I okay. remember that. Wasn't it the ones that they normally sell on like the airplanes?
0: Yep, on on Delta, <laughs> right? I got on a Delta. You're the flight. only
1: man I know who's ordered airplane food.
0: And I got a lot of them. Like I can't tell you how many packages. And then I did that another time with Nerds Ropes.
1: I remember the Nerds Ropes too.
0: And then you sent me a couple of things you wanted to talk about. Uh, I think uh, uh, James Kahn died.
1: Yeah, spoiler. I love James Khan, and I don't know if you remember that he's in this movie. Of course, you think of The Godfather or Misery, but he's the dad in Elf. I love that movie.
0: My favorite James Khan film was Brian's song.
1: I remember that vaguely. Wasn't there something about football? I yep. vaguely remember it.
0: It was a football movie about a famous player that died. You want to talk about tugging at the heartstrings? Ooh. You know, I haven't had a good cry all day. You
1: have I cried today? No, I haven't cried today. I cried randomly the other day for some reason. And I felt bad because my boyfriend was over and he's like, what did I say? I'm like, it's really not you. It's just me. I don't know why I feel like I have to cry right now. Are
0: you still not drinking?
1: 34 days as of this recording, alcohol free, went through the whole 4th of July. I was tempted to have a couple. We went to an outdoor music celebration and all that stuff, but Basically, stayed low key, but thank God we did with all the freaking violence everywhere. Everybody calmed down
0: after what just happened. People are going to start diving for cover. I mean, I remember like when there was one mass shooting uh, many years ago, and I was at a Chuck E. Cheese and a balloon popped, and I saw like 10 people dive under the chairs. Yeah. Because they thought there's an active shooter going on. And that whole thing on the 4th of July. It's got to stop. I mean, we're way over 300 mass shootings. And the same day in Minneapolis, this one didn't even get mentioned on the local news or on the local news. It did on the national news. It didn't. We had eight people shot here. And, you know, you can say, well, it's not the, it's not the guns, it's the people. Well, if the people had no access to guns, I heard a story about in Australia, I got a kick out of this. They had a mass shooting there like 20 years ago. And in three weeks or less, the president or leader of Australia had everybody turn in all their guns. And guess how many mass shootings they've had since? Zero.
1: When they did that, it was a buyback. They, were, they paid money. The government paid money for illegally possessed firearms. There were still people that were allowed to keep some firearms, but I think there were just police officers and people that were supposed to have them.
0: Did you hear the audio on the shooting in Illinois?
1: I saw some of the stuff online. I told you before when I kind of went on my little journey here of, of my little summer of uh, self-love. And that, that's not in any way referring to the fact that I'm... <laughs> well, oh. maybe. But, you know. <laughs> uh, not no, but sometimes. Uh, but I deleted off my phone Facebook Instagram, all that stuff. And a lot of, some of my friends know that. So now people have to text me when there's something wrong. Cause I'm not watching the news. I'm just, it's too much right now. I saw some stuff come up on Twitter and I just was uh, sickened. And that kid was going to go to Madison and do another, I don't know. We've got to talk to our young men. I mean, these, these kids are falling into a range and I'm not saying you can predict human behavior and there's got to be some kind of a thread or some kind of commonality or some way to predict this behavior, but it just doesn't seem like there is right now other than oftentimes people write things on social media that kind of indicate they might be losing it a bit. You you know, I could say, Oh God, moon, I'm going to kill you. That doesn't mean obviously I'm going to kill, you know what I mean? So
0: yeah, I was going to stop watching the news for two days just to see if I could do it. Couldn't do it.
1: I pay for HBO. It's expensive and I'll just watch that. All the channels I paid for. Uh, what am I watching on HBO right now? I've been watching some. They've had some new documentaries. I'm waiting at the end of this month. We're going to get new Game of Thrones, the uh, House of Dragons, the prequel. But I don't know that I'm watching any series on HBO right now. I haven't been watching that much TV. I've been watching more movies and documentaries.
0: We just watched Only Murders in the Building.
1: Oh, I haven't uh, watched that yet. Was it good?
0: It's good. Martin Short is amazing. Yeah. And with Steve Martin, it's even better.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, when Steve Martin plays the straight man, that's a funny couple. Sure. Right. And then you got Selena Gomez scattered in there. Uh, watched a bunch of, of um, America's Got Talent. My wife is still wrapping up one series uh, called The Crown. And then we get Better Call Saul back in the next couple of days. That'll be fun. Uh, Brian Cranston will make a return as Walter White and Jesse Pinkman will also make a return very soon from Breaking Bad. And God, I love that show. That was really the start of everything for me, as far as binging, it was Mm -hmm. totally Breaking Bad. I remember I liked it so much. We went to see my mom and dad in Nebraska. They had cable in our hotel room, but it didn't have whatever channel Netflix or whatever. And so I had to stream it on my what, two-inch phone? And my wife and I were in our hotel room binging Breaking Bad on my phone. <laughs> right? Which is
1: stuff you got to do when you're in a hotel in Nebraska.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Unless you want to watch the crop reports and the farm report all night.
0: I love the Nebraska marketing commercials. They show the stupidest stuff and then they end it with, Nebraska, it's not just for everyone. And then if, you, uh, if you're if you not familiar there's a movie called Nebraska and it stars Will Forte from Saturday Night Live, Bob Odenkirk from Better Call Saul, uh, Bruce Dern and it's all about an old guy that has dementia and he receives an ad in the newspaper in the uh, mailbox and he thinks after seeing this advertisement that he actually has won the lottery. And so all of the people in his family are saying, "You old fool." right you didn't win the lottery it's just an advertisement he's like no it says right here and a lot of times with people with dementia when you tell them they're wrong they believe it internally and it just upsets them and a lot of times you're coached as a healthcare provider or whatever to just kind of go with it right there's no need to make them any more upset than they already are well this son played by will forte uh decides to tell the family leave dad alone you know he's not well just let him let him think for a minute that something's good's going on Mm -hmm. and he loads his dad up and he's going to take him to nebraska to the lottery office where they're going to find out at that point he didn't win but he's actually going to go show him that and hilarity ensues and there was one academy award given for best supporting actress and i'm not going to say any more than that if you've got a couple of hours and you want a show that's kind of sad but yet funny that's it
1: i always think i win the lottery and then i never do
0: i've never even been close to anything
1: no not really
0: i haven't even cashed a three dollar ticket ever
1: i think the most i've ever won Someone bought me, like, you know what I mean? For like your birthday, sometimes people be like, oh, here's five lottery tickets or something like that. I think I won 20 bucks once. That was it.
0: My next door neighbor, you can Google this. His name is Brad Erzinger in Colorado, won the lottery. And he drove up to my yard. I was mowing and he pulled up and he had been at his house in the mountains in Colorado, just outside of town. And I said, hey, Brad, what you doing? Oh, the wife and I went up, we had to do some painting up the cabin and, you know, we uh, went into town, bought some stuff and, um, hit the lottery then drove on home. And I'm like, whatever. And in the back of his car, he had one of those little signs from seven 11 mm-hmm. and they, there were, uh, six white circles on the sign. And inside those six white circles were numbers that were written and it was the winning lottery numbers and brad's and i said you didn't hit the lottery he goes yeah i did And he hands me the ticket and then he he hands me the sign and i'm thinking because this guy was a trickster sure I, I knew he was screwing with me right and i'm like whatever i said how about if i tear this ticket up he goes god don't do that right and he's and he goes give me that ticket so i give him the ticket back and sure enough that night on the 10 o'clock news there he was winning the lottery.
1: And you almost ripped it up. Jesus, Moon.
0: I almost ripped it up, right? Because you're thought a
1: trickster. He... How about this? Maybe you were projecting. Maybe you were projecting. You're like, this is what I would do. I would go over and uh, pretend like I won the lottery.
0: So if you did win the lottery, what would you do? His was $3 bucks.
1: Okay. Well, first of all, if I win the lottery, I'm not telling you. Because you just told everybody to Google him and how much he won and what state he lives in. So I'm not telling you, Jack.
0: People would actually stand at his mailbox and they would wait as political groups or religious groups. And they would ask him for his, uh, for donations.
1: I bet they would. I'm not saying a word if I ever win.
0: So if I won the lottery, first thing I would buy is a new brain. One that didn't have lesions from MS on it. And then I'd get a a new spine after that. All right. So those are my first two purchases. And then I'd probably buy some nerds ropes and some biscotti. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Closely <laughs> <laughs> followed by nerve ropes, a spine, a brain. It's sounding a little wizard of oz. Do you want to buy any courage as long as we're looking yeah, for? Yeah. Why uh, not? What would I w- buy with the lottery? I would buy land. I would buy, I would buy something. Something tropical land, something that you know could hold on to. I really want something really, really private so I can swim naked and not have to hold my stomach in.
0: Uh is there anything that we didn't cover today?
1: There was one thing I wanted to cover. So there's a new beer that's super popular in Singapore, and it's made from recycled sewage water.
0: Oh, I think you sent this to me. Gross.
1: I did. It's a blonde ale. Ooh. (laughs) And uh, it appears that beer drinkers are literally getting pissed. Ha ha. (laughs)
0: That's
1: that's not my joke. That's in the article. Uh, But it's called New Brew, and it uses recycled Sewage water to create the drink. And because the island nation lacks a lot of natural water sources, it's very heavily dependent on rainfall. So through prolonged dry spells, Singapore is at risk of water shortages. So this kind of helps solve a couple problems. It they desalinize the water and then they turn the seawater into drinkable water and they remove, you know, they remove all the stuff. And then they put the treated water through reverse osmosis and and it's supposed to kill all the bacteria and all that kind of stuff, but it's sewage water, but it's not like poop water. It's like seawater, which isn't as bad. That doesn't bother. I mean, it just means that there's fish poop in the water, not human poop in the water because fish don't wipe their butts when they want. Yeah. They just have a bidet. They just swim around in one big bidet.
0: Do you have a bidet?
1: I don't have a bidet.
0: Yeah. You need one. And here's the reason why,
1: (laughs) why do you say I need
0: one? (laughs) Because
1: you mean the collective you need one. I hope
0: the world needs one. Okay. And and here's the reason why, you know, uh, do you go out to the mailbox and get junk mail?
1: Uh, I get junk mail. Yep.
0: Okay. Everybody gets junk mail and think about all the paper that's wasted by sending out ads that you're never going to even look at for more than a minute. Okay. That kills a lot of trees. It does. Toilet paper is paper. And you know, you don't need to have toilet paper. If you have a good bidet, I have the, uh, smart bidet 2000. It heats, uh, it has a heated seat.
1: Oh, good. It
0: has different nozzle angles.
1: Okay. Can you go through a variety?
0: I've got one setting that oscillates like a sprinkler, (laughs) right? (laughs) And and it cleans me.
1: I'm just. Thinking about it from the bidet's perspective, (laughs)
0: looking
1: up the whole
0: time. (laughs) This is my life. (laughs) I
1: have to do this.
0: Oh my God.
1: For the love of God, pick the spray one. I don't like the (laughs) oscillating.
0: Well, I think that's a heck of a good place for us to stop. Do you have anything else you wanted to throw out there? You have any appearances coming up?
1: No, not really. I'm doing a wedding, but it's not really an appearance because you can't come. So I don't mean you, but like I can't invite people. I think that would be bad. I could just treat it like a stand up, but I don't think the bride and groom would appreciate it.
0: So, you're going to be doing stand up at a wedding?
1: No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm performing a wedding, though.
0: Uh, I, am oh.
1: a, I am a minister.
0: Is it the Unification Church?
1: Nope, Universal Life Church, babe.
0: Oh, that's the one I have. Yeah, Universal yeah,
1: that's, Life. Well, I didn't realize. Good to see you again, brethren. I didn't realize we were formally connected like that. What I love is they did you get this when you got yours? there's a little badge that came with my packet and it's got a clip so that you can put it on your clothes, like an ID. And it says clergy. And I love that. I'm just thinking about going to places and flashing that like it's a badge. Like I'm a cop. Don't worry about it. I'm clergy.
0: I'm getting me one of those on Amazon.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You need one. You need a clergy pass, a a, a badge, a pass. I can't, I can't speak anymore. (laughs) All right. Good enough.
0: (laughs) Or you could get one that says proctologist. And they'd only let you in the back.
1: Uh, I was waiting for something like that to
0: happen. All right, guys. Next week, we're going to try it again. Hopefully, it'll be better. Probably not. Moon, P. Jug and Hobbs.